Okay, as I mentioned earlier this morning, uh, we do have an issue at the moment with house fires. Now, quite often, we do, unfortunately, don't... We, we're not educating our children enough on the dangers of house fires. It's that time of the year when things are starting to get really, really chilly. It, it is. So you need to ensure that you do a couple of things. You make sure that whatever heating implement you're using at home is up to safety standard, that all the cords are checked by a qualified electrician, and importantly, that your smoke alarms have working batteries. Education is the first line of defence for our kids to prevent house fires and keep them safe in an emergency. That's according to the New South Wales Police and Emergency Services Minister, David Elliott, and he's right. He joins us on the program. Morning, David. Good morning, Marcus. Yeah, look, every few days, sadly, I'm reporting some kind of house fire, which is unfortunately normal for this time of the year. We can prevent them. Education is the key. Well, it is the key, and uh, we yesterday launched a, a new program where uh, we've updated the syllabus uh, uh, for the Fire and Rescue New South Wales to take to the schools uh, across the state. And, uh, I mean, the misery and human trauma of a, of a residential a domestic fire is something that uh, uh, fire and rescue officers have to deal with every single day. Uh, and But the, you just think about losing all of your worldly possessions and then, of course, the added and even more traumatic tragedy of having uh, the death or injury of a loved one because of a, of a domestic fire. It's just awful. And it and certainly is preventable. And, 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 and fire and rescue are very good at that. They have those, those programs for the schools, but they also have you know just some key tagging messaging. You know, keep a metre from your heater and keep looking when you're cooking and and just simple messages that um, people need to consider as, as you highlight, we enter the winter period. You obviously haven't seen my cooking. Keep looking as you cook. I like that. That's a really, that's a good one. I've never heard that before. Keep looking as you're cooking. Yeah, keep looking when you're cooking because okay. a lot of the domestic fires that occur are because people just walk away from oil on a stove. Ooh, yeah. And um, and the, the flames can... Uh, can engulf a kitchen very, very quickly. And next week when I launch the uh, uh, the winter fire, fire safety campaign, mm-hmm. we normally will be able to provide some, some footage um, to remind the public exactly what the risks are and how quickly your house can uh, can be in flames. All right. Well, you and I will discuss that in our chat next week. Um, this launch, of course, it's really important this time of the year. And first and foremost, I would suggest that people check that their heating implements at home as we, you know, we start to shiver this time of the year. Just check that it's uh, that it's all up to scratch and bloody hell, it's so easy to get up there, check your working uh, fire alarms, make sure the batteries are okay, and even if you need to replace them. That's right, and um, you know, fire and rescue will give you advice about that. If you're a vulnerable person or if you're unable to uh, to be um, mobile, you can always ask um, your local fire and rescue to give you a hand. And yeah. uh, there are plenty of charities out there that also do that. It's very, very important because in the event that there is a fire. Uh, you know, minutes mean everything, and um, and these smoke alarms triggering uh, a, a an emergency call um, can make certainly make the difference between not only life and death, but also, of course, um, how much of the, your house they can save. But I mean, there are other messages too. You've got to make sure you don't you know fall asleep when the electric blankets on. You've yeah. got to make sure that if you're using um, uh, some of those smaller 
cheaper heaters, you've got to make sure they're well much really clear of um, uh, of uh, furnishings and uh, and certainly any um, any loose draping that might be around the house. You've been very busy in the last week or so. You've been travelling around regional New South Wales. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I spent uh, last week, which was National Volunteers Week. Uh, I spent it uh, really thanking a lot of our emergency services, particularly the volunteer emergency services. Uh, uh, started off the week in Inverell, where we opened a brand new police station, and uh, I was able to give a number of citations to uh, to those that uh, served so valiantly during the bushfires. I ended up the week uh, in in Wagga and Albury and uh, and Griffiths, where I also got to uh, uh, inspect um, uh, some of the uh, some of the capabilities that we've got on offer and hand yeah. over a few trucks to the Volunteer Rescue Association. <laughs> that must be a good part of your job. We know how important that sort of infrastructure is, and you know when we get closer to firefighting season and the rest of it. But uh, you know, but these trucks, this equipment is used you know year round so that must be a really good part of your job some of these fire trucks are incredible the, the technology yes. these days david that's exactly right and uh, and we really have embraced technology and, and uh, the volunteer rescue association trucks there are their new trucks are you know around three hundred thousand dollars the new pumpers that we're um giving out to uh, fire and rescue they they were over three hundred thousand dollars and and they're expensive not because of the chassis they're not expensive because of the actual vehicle they're yeah. expensive because of the equipment and technology that goes into them. And uh, it's technology that, you know, we, you and I would have thought about um, could only exist in a Dick Tracy comic 25 <laughs> years ago, 30 years ago. And, and now we're seeing it in real time. It's been brilliant. All right. My uh, go-to uh, line on vaccinations, David, is always consult your general practitioner. They are the ones who know your intimate medical history. Uh, and I stand by that. But we do need to ensure that we get some sort of herd immunity in the state of New South Wales. Uh, I mean, where is the government on this? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And, um, the Premier and the Health Minister, Brad Hazard, have, uh, have been um, making uh, those announcements continuously. And we've really stepped up the hub. Uh, and I'm very excited that uh, the, uh, the health minister will be making further announcements about these hubs and, and the capabilities, and certainly, particularly the hubs right around regional New South Wales. Yep. I had mine two weeks ago. I had my first AstraZeneca uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, I was cooked the next day, but the only thing it cost me was really a half a game of golf. Uh, <laughs> okay. And within 24 hours, I was back on it, and then I'll obviously have my second one in about 10 weeks' time. But, you know, we really, really need to make sure that about 60 or 70% of the population uh, is, uh, is vaccinated vaccinated within the next six months if we're going to have a, a good crack at 2022 and opening the borders. Yeah, well, we need to do that. David, thank you for coming on. We'll chat again next week. Thank you. Thanks, Marcus. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Uh, there he is, New South Wales Police and Emergencies Services Minister David Elliott on the program.